everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are going to talk about the prostitute prophet. It's kind of weird, it's a little bit strange, uh, but we are going to start reading Hosea. We're going to do Hosea in two days, so today we're reading chapter 1 to chapter 7, and he is in fact a prophet that is ordered by God to marry a prostitute who will almost certainly and does become unfaithful to him. It's really weird because he like, I guess this is like real life. That's also reflecting other prophecy. Yeah. It's very strange. He's like a living example of what's going on. It is very strange. Like, I don't know. It seems like, like, I don't know, in school, like, when I would be teaching a lesson, I would never just, like, call out some child and their, like, obvious faults to, like, make a lesson out of. Because he's definitely doing that with Hosea. Like, hey, marry this girl so that I can, like, make you a huge example for all these things I'm going to prophesy through you. Like, ooh, that's, like, so yucky. I mean, I guess it worked, but still. So he's literally ordered, this is uh, chapter 1, verse 2, the Lord spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, go take for yourself a wife of whoredom and have children of whoredom for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So God definitely calls Hosea um, to find a wife who will not be faithful to him, to have children who will come from that unfaithful wife and be an example of Israel basically chasing after like all these other gods. Hosea is a prophet around 740 BC. We can date Hosea because he is uh, in the time of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, uh, which means Hosea is prophesying at pretty much the same time as Micah, as Isaiah. Um, He's a little bit after Amos, but Amos is probably in there as Mm -hmm. well. So a lot of these prophetic readings we've been doing are all placed at around the same time. And basically, they're all placed just before Israel is judged and carried into exile. But it's like really interesting. Although this was a real situation, it is really, it's it's cool. I, don't, I think that's a, there's a better Feels way. Feels weird that. to say cool, huh? Yeah, it does. But the the picture or the example that it's showing is Israel is going to whore after all these things, but ultimately will turn back. So like, we didn't read the whole book of Hosea, but there right. is a moment where in time, his wife, she goes out, but she ultimately does come back to him. So one of the interesting things revealed here in Hosea is if Hosea, the husband, is representing God and the wife is representing Israel and Judah, um, the husband actually stays steadfast and faithful to the wife that is just like, running around all the time. Mm-hmm. Like at one point God actually says like, go back and buy her. And so it actually says he paid like 15 shekels or something. Yikes. Um, but the, the image of God is interesting in that God is constantly available and willing to take back this nation, this people uh, that have gone astray so many times. Now mm-hmm. there is strong language in the book. Like it's like, you are not my people. I am not your God. But ultimately he is available to them. So they're not his people because they have continually chosen to not be his people. Well, the names of their children are interesting too. So we have Jezreel. Yep. Um, 
which is kind of sad because like you hear the name and it's meaning yeah. it's like the names are odd well name that child jezreel because i'm gonna punish the house of jehu for the blood i'm like yeah shoot so we already know how my child's gonna die that's great anyway and then there's also other children uh not my people is the name for one and no mercy is the name for the other uh, which again, I feel like just go back to like weird wordplay of like this is what it means, but it's also a an illustration of yep this yep. So here in chapter six, and this is like this theme throughout the entire book is Israel going after other gods or Israel just completely falling astray. And in chapter six, verse six, it says, "For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings." And I think this really kind of plays into the theme throughout this book, and honestly, throughout the history of Israel and Judah. That they are, they're going after things that are not of God, or if they are like coming to God, they're coming without a pure heart. Um, they're more concerned with their sacrifices and their offerings rather than actually coming and giving God what He deserves with a pure heart. Um, or they're just like totally wrapped up in all of the wrong things. I feel like that can like kind of apply to us a lot today. I know you and I were talking about that earlier. How does that? How could that apply to like a your part for today with? with coming to the Lord with things that are not <laughs> pleasing to him. So I think so many of the prophets, this is one of the things that is sticking out to me as we read through this this year, is that this this idea of a lack of knowledge of God is present in Amos and Isaiah and then here in Hosea. And so what's interesting is you get this image of people um, who are so eager to do religious things, right? They're, they're so mm-hmm. eager to offer sacrifices and worship um, sometimes idols, sometimes God, sometimes like the staff of Moses, <laughs> sometimes items. Um, but you get the idea that it's really not that valuable to God because it's separated from a knowledge of who he is. And I, I do think that is valuable today. I don't, I don't think our knowledge of God saves us, but I do think our knowledge of God, um, gives us a picture of who he is and who we're worshiping and how we're worshiping. So the best example I have of that is when Jenny and I started dating, uh, I wanted to get her like the perfect Valentine's Day gift, um, but I had a, no idea what to get because I didn't know her. And so I like bought this... We were dating for probably like <laughs> three months at the time. I bought this one, like whatever, like bouquet of flowers, but I, I decided that it was like too serious. So I like <laughs> threw it out in a field and got rid of it. And then I got this like coffee mug with like a weird gorilla that makes noise. Like it was a very odd gift um, and I hated it. So I threw it away in a, in a field and then <laughs> that's a real story. Um, and then I ended up getting her like, you know, roses at sheets or something, roses at a gas station or giant or something. Uh-huh. I think it was giant. Um, it was a grocery store. Um, and, and gave them to her and it was fine. But like the, the whole idea of giving a gift to someone that I didn't actually know that well um, to show my like, I don't know, like compassion mm-hmm, for them mm-hmm. was very difficult because it was separated from a knowledge for them. Well, and how often do we do that? Like we know the steps. We know like what the super seasoned Christians do. So we just kind of imitate. Yeah, you imitate. But if you aren't reading the word, if you're not like loving God's word and getting to know him and building that relationship further, how the heck are you supposed to come before him and worship if you actually don't have like a seriously firm foundation for it in order to get to know him better and worship him with a true and pure heart? Exactly. So knowledge and worship... Uh, go hand in hand. 
And if you're trying to do one without the other, you are in a dangerous place. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to worship without the knowledge of God, uh, that is bad. If you're pursuing the knowledge of God without worship, that is bad. Mm -hmm. The the two of them have to go hand in hand. The two of them supplement each other so well. And ultimately, the more we know God, the better and more holistically we worship him. And so I don't want us to be afraid of worship. I don't want us to be afraid of knowledge. I want us to pull those two things together so that we don't live our lives like the people were living their lives in this day. So I think it is a great it is a great your part. Like mm-hmm. learn to know more about who God is. How do you do that? You spend time with him. You read his word over and over mm-hmm. and over again. You get to know these stories and how God interacted with his people. Or even for the first time. Or even for the first time. <laughs> uh, and you will get to know God's character better and it will enhance your worship of him. Because as you get to know him, um, you know what to bring him. So when Valentine's Day comes up for me and Jenny, I finally know somewhat <laughs> Not all the time. (laughs) What to get her uh, because my knowledge of her increases my love for her. And it's the same way with God. So we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Hosea chapter one, the word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of Beeri, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take to yourself a wife of whoredom, and have children of whoredom. For the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblim, and she conceived and bore him a son. And the Lord said to him, Call his name Jezreel, for in just a little while I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood of Jezreel. And I will put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. And on that day I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. She conceived again and bore a daughter. And the Lord said to him, Call her name No Mercy, for I will no more have mercy on the house of Israel to forgive them at all. But I will have mercy on the house of Judah, and I will save them by the Lord their God. I will not save them by bow or by sword or by war or by horses or by horsemen. When she had weaned no mercy, she conceived and bore a son, and the Lord said, Call his name not my people, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And in the place where it was said to him, You are not my people, it shall be said to them, Children of the living God. And the children of Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together, and they shall appoint for themselves one head. And they shall go up from the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. Chapter 2 Say to your brothers, You are my people, and to your sisters you have received mercy. Plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband, that she put away her whoring from her face, and her adultery from between her breasts, lest I strip her naked, and make her as in the day she was born, and make her like a wilderness, and make her like a parched land, and kill her with thirst. Upon her children also I will have no mercy, because they are children of whoredom. For their mother has played the whore. She who conceived them has acted shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers, who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. 
Therefore I will hedge up her way with thorns, and I will build a wall against her, so that she cannot find her paths. She shall pursue her lovers, but not overtake them, and she shall seek them, but she shall not find them. Then she shall say, I will go and return to my first husband, for it was better for me then than now. And she did not know that it was I who gave her the grain, the wine, the oil, and lavished on her silver and gold, which they used for bail. Therefore I will take back my grain in its time, and my wine in its season, and I will take away my wool and my flax. Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one shall rescue her out of my hand. And I will put an end to all her mirth, her feasts, her new moons, her sabbaths, and all her appointed feasts. And I will lay waste to her vines and her fig trees, of which she said, These are my wages, which my lovers have given me. I will make them a forest, and the beasts of the field shall devour them. And I will punish her for the feast days of the Baals, when she burned offerings to them, and adorned herself with her ring and jewelry, and went after her lovers, and forgot me, declares the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, and bring her into the wilderness, and speak tenderly to her. And there I will give her her vineyards, and make the valley of Achors a door of hope. And there shall be an answer in the days of her youth, and at the time when there came out of the land of Egypt. And in that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband, and no longer you will call my name Baal. For I will remove the names of the Baals from her mouth, and they shall be remembered by name no more. And I will make for them a covenant on the day that the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the creeping things of the ground. And I will abolish the bow, the sword, and war from the land, and I will make you lie down in safety. And I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. And in that day I will answer, declares the Lord. I will answer the heavens, and they shall answer the earth. And the earth shall answer the grain, and the wine, and the oil. And they shall answer Jezreel. And I will sow her for myself in the land. And I will have mercy on no mercy. And I will say not to not my people, you are my people. And he shall say, you are my God. Chapter 3 And the Lord said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man, and is an adulteress. Even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods, and love cakes of raisins. So I bought her for fifteen shekels of silver, and a homer and a lethic of barley. And I said to her, You must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore, or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or household gods. Afterward the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God, and David their king. And they shall come in and fear to the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days. Chapter 4 Hear the word of the Lord, O children of Israel. For the Lord has controversy with the inhabitants of the land. There is no faithfulness or steadfast love, and no knowledge of God in the land. There is swearing, lying, murder, stealing, and committing adultery. They break all bonds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore the land mourns, and all who dwell in it languish. And also the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heavens, and even the fish of the sea are taken away. Yet let no one contend, and let none accuse. For with you is my contention, O priest. You shall stumble by day. The prophet also shall stumble with you by night, and I will destroy your mother. 
My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. The more they increase, the more they sinned against me. I will change their glory into shame. They feed on the sin of my people. They are greedy for their iniquity. And it shall be like people, like priests. I will punish them for their ways and repay them for their deeds. They shall eat but not be satisfied. They shall play the whore but not multiply, because they have forsaken the Lord to cherish whoredom, wine, and new wine, which take away the understanding. My people inquire of a piece of wood, and their walking staff gives them oracles. For the spirit of whoredom has led them astray, and they have left their God to play the whore. The sacrifice of the tops of the mountains and burnt offerings on the hills under oak, poplar, and terebinth, because of their shade, is good. Therefore your daughters play the whore, and your brides commit adultery. I will not punish your daughters when they play the whore, nor your brides when they commit adultery. For the men themselves will go aside with prostitutes and sacrifice with cult prostitutes, and a people without understanding shall come to ruin." Though you play a whore, O Israel, let not Judah become guilty. Enter not into Gilgal, nor grow up from Beth-Evon, and swear not as the Lord lives. Like a stubborn heifer, Israel is stubborn. Can the Lord now feed them like a lamb in a broad pasture? Ephraim is joined to idols. Leave him alone. When their drink is gone, they give themselves to whoring. Their rulers dearly love shame. A wind has wrapped them in its wings, and they shall be ashamed because of their sacrifices. Chapter 5 Hear this, O priests. Pay attention, O house of Israel. Give ear, O house of the king, for the judgment is for you. For you have been a snare to Mizpah and a net spread upon Tabor. And the revolters have gone deep into slaughter, but I will discipline all of them. I know Ephraim, and Israel is not hidden from me. For now, O Ephraim, you have played the whore. Israel is defiled. Their deeds do not permit them to return to their God. For the spirit of whoredom is within them, and they know not the Lord. The pride of Israel testifies to his face. Israel and Ephraim shall stumble in his guilt. Judah also shall stumble them. With their flocks and herds they shall go to seek the Lord. But they will not find him. He is withdrawn from them. They have dealt faithfully with the Lord, for they have borne alien children, and now the new moon shall devour them with their fields. Blow the horn of Gibeah, the trumpet of Ramah. Sound the alarm at Beth-Avon. We follow you, O Benjamin. Ephraim shall become a desolation in the day of punishment. Among the tribes of Israel I made known what is sure. The princes of Judah have become like those who move the landmark. Upon them I will pour out my wrath like water." Ephraim is oppressed, crushed in judgment, because he was determined to go after filth. But I, like a moth to Ephraim, and dry rot to the house of Judah. When Ephraim saw his sickness, and Judah his wound, then Ephraim went to Assyria, and sent to the great king. But he is not able to cure you or heal your wound. For I will be like a lion to Ephraim, and like a young lion to the house of Judah." I, even I, will tear and go away. I will carry off, and no one shall rescue. I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face, 
and in their distress earnestly seek me. Chapter 6 Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us, that he may heal us. He has struck us down, and he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will raise us up, that we may live before him. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away. Therefore I have hewn them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than the burnt offerings. But like Adam, they transgressed the covenant. There they dealt faithlessly with me. Gilead is a city of evildoers, tracked with blood. As robbers lie in wait for a man, so the priests band together. They murder on the way to Shechem. They commit villainy. In the house of Israel, I have seen a horrible thing. Ephraim's whoredom is there. Israel is defiled. For you also, O Judah, a harvest is appointed. Chapter 7. When I restore the fortunes of my people, when I would heal Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim is revealed, and the evil deeds of Samaria, for they all deal falsely. The thief breaks in, and the bandits raid outside, but they do not consider that I remember all their evil. Now their deeds surround them. They are before my face. By their evil they make the king glad, and the princes by their treachery. They are all adulterers. They are like the heated oven whose baker ceases to stir the fire from the kneading of the dough until it is leavened. On the day of our king, the princes became sick with the heat of the wine. He stretched out his hand with mockers. For with hearts, like an oven, they approached their intrigue. All night their anger smolders. In the morning it blazes like a flaming fire. All of them are hot as an oven, and they devour their rulers. All their kings have fallen, and none of them calls upon me. Ephraim mixes himself with his peoples. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Strangers devour his strength, and he knows it not. Gray hairs are sprinkled upon him, and he knows it not. The pride of Israel testifies to his face, yet they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. Ephraim is like a dove, silly and without sense, calling to Egypt, going to Assyria. As they go, I will spread over them my net, I will bring them down like birds of the heavens. I will discipline them according to the report made to their congregation. Woe to them, for they have strayed from me. Destruction to them, for they have rebelled against me. I would redeem them, but they speak lies against me. They do not cry to me from the heart, but they wail upon their beds. For grain and wine, they gash themselves. They rebel against me. Although I trained and strengthened their arms, yet they deserve evil. Oops. Although I trained and strengthened their arms, yet they devise evil against me. They return, but not upward. They are like a treacherous bow. Their princes shall fall by the sword because of the insolence of their tongue. This shall be their derision in the land of Egypt. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.
Thank you.